Well, hey there, this is Keith. Listen, before we start the episode today, I just wanted to take a moment and speak directly to anyone who might be listening who's still in the closet. Well, the first thing I want to tell you is that's perfectly okay. Do what is best for you when it is best. Never let anyone else pressure you in this decision. But let's say that you are thinking about coming out, or there's a part of you that really does want to come out, but you want to do so very carefully, very slowly, very strategically, and even very selectively. Well, if that's you, my friend, I've got you covered. I want you to go to the show notes and use a link there to check out my Selective Outage Method digital course. I think you're going to be surprised, and I believe it'll help you as you plan your coming out. All right, let's get on with the podcast. Hi, I'm Dr. J.P. Fred. Just call me. For the last 30 plus years, I've had the opportunity to speak, teach, and perform for audiences all across the United States. Side note. I'm also a professional comedy entertainer. For the last 40 plus years, I have been in the business and educational worlds and self-employed for most of those as well. I am the published author of both fiction and nonfiction books, and I have had the pure pleasure of mentoring hundreds of people over the last 30 plus years. So yeah, I've accomplished some things, but I've also had some failures. I've had setbacks. And I can tell you, I've also experienced true loss. It's through all of that, the good and the bad, that I have learned. After all, I've earned every one of these gray hairs I got. So, it is those experiences, my education, and my creativity that I use to try to communicate with you, to help you, and to encourage you to change and shift your impossible to possible. Side note, and a disclaimer, I am not a medical professional, nor am I a licensed therapist. So if you need that particular help, please do consult a local professional. So grab a coffee, have a seat at my table, and let's chat. This is Coffee with Keith. Hello, my dear friend, and welcome to Coffee with Keith. I'm so glad you've chosen to spend a few moments with me around the table as we drink some good hot coffee and have a little chat. I always look forward to these podcasts. They just make me happy to do them because I believe it's part of my calling, and I hope that you enjoy listening. Um, If you haven't subscribed yet, please do. If you haven't shared this with someone, please do that as well. You are my partner to help me getting the word out about this podcast. And and I can't do that without you. So I appreciate your help in advance for that. You know, today I want to talk to you about a simple idea. Well, it sort of seems simple, but it's this. How do we respond to answered prayer? How do we respond to answered prayer? And I ask that question because I think sometimes in the Christian church today, we're very familiar and we talk a lot about when God doesn't do what we want him to do. And a lot of people talk about, well, you know, God says wait, or God says not now, or God says no, I that's not best for you. And I do believe that that is true. I mean, there are times when God does say no, and there are t- sometimes when God definitely says wait. I, again, that's true. But 
there are times I truly believe that God does answer our prayers. God does grant those things that we cry out to him for. Do you believe that? I hope so. And if that is the case, again, which I believe it is, then I think that how we respond to that is important. And I'm going to get to that in just a moment, but I want to do so by sharing with you a text that I really like. It comes from the Gospel of Mark, the 10th chapter, beginning with verse 46. And I'm going to read from the New American Standard Bible. It's one of the versions that I really like to use when I'm doing my studies in the English. Um, So anyway, this is what it says. Then they came to Jericho, and as he was leaving Jericho with his disciples and a large crowd, a blind beggar named Bartimaeus, the son of Timaeus, was sitting by the road. When he heard that it was Jesus the Nazarene, he began to cry out and say, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. Many were sternly telling him to be quiet. But he kept crying out all the more, Son of David, have mercy on me. And Jesus stopped and said, Call him here. So they called the blind man, saying to him, Take courage, stand up. He is calling for you. Throwing aside his cloak, he jumped up and came to Jesus. And answering him, Jesus said, What do you want me to do for you? And the blind man said to him, Rabboni, I want you to regain my sight. And Jesus said to him, Go, your faith has made you well. Immediately he regained his sight and began following him on the road. Isn't that a cool scripture about how Jesus walking along was cried out by this beggar, this blind beggar by the road. Jesus, have mercy on me. Have mercy on me. Have mercy on me. Have you ever been in that place in life when that's about all you could say to God? God, have mercy on me. God, have mercy on me. God, have mercy. I'm hurting God. I'm hurting God. I'm hurting God. Have mercy on me, God. And you know what? I think in the eyes of God, that's one of the most beautiful prayers that we can pray. Because truly, when it comes down to it, that's what we are asking God for. His great mercy, His love, His grace, His care, His provision, His forgiveness all wrapped up into that idea of, Jesus, have mercy on me. I also like the term that uh, the beggar uses. Bartimaeus uses when he calls to Jesus, and he refers to him as Rabboni. Now, you'll hear, and I have heard people pronounce that differently, and you know, I'm not going to get hung up on that. I, I say it Rabboni, and, and, and maybe somebody else says it differently. It, that really doesn't matter too much to me. But what it what it does mean matters to me. Because what it typically is referring to is a person of credential, a person of status, a person of knowledge. And it is a word that is used to describe Jesus. Jesus, who had the knowledge. Rabboni. Rabboni. 
So he cries out for the mercy. And Jesus looks at him and says, what can I do for you? What do you want of me? And the guy just says, I want to see. I want to see. And Jesus, filled with this great compassion, the Bible says, contextually here, he immediately said, go, you are healed. Your faith has made you well. But here's where the story takes a little turn. And I, it's just a little bit of an ending to this uh, pericope of Scripture here. This, it's just a little bit of a caveat that, that often we would just skip over or maybe not even speak of. But to me, it's powerful. Because at the end of that section of Scripture, after Jesus has done this miraculous work into the life of this beggar, who had nothing who 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 could not take care of himself he was dependent on other people and at that moment was dependent on Jesus to do for him which Jesus granted Jesus answered his prayer Jesus said go your faith has made you well but what did the bible say the man did he said he immediately got his sight and the bible says that he followed Jesus down the road that's just a, it's just a little statement there. It seems so insignificant, I think. Yet to me, it's everything but insignificant. Because this beggar had been touched by the power and the mercy of Jesus, his prayer had been answered, his response was one of devotion, was one of following Jesus, even at that point of doing it physically down the road. He was following his master. He was following his king. He was following his Lord. And how does that relate to us? Well, this way, I think. A lot of times when it comes to prayer, we especially when we are in those desperate times of pain and hurt and suffering. We cry out to God for his mercy, for his divine healing, for his blessing, for his help. And there are times, if we're honest and truly look at our lives as testimony, that God answered those prayers that God did provide, that God did give, that God did answer, that God did provide for us that which we desired, that which we desperately wanted so badly. He's not some awful God who doesn't and is not willing to ever do for you or grant your prayer or or do for you those things that you wish and desire. What an awful parent he would be, an awful God he would be, if he always said no. But what kills me is that a lot of times we who are Christians, we take those blessings, we take those answered prayers, even the subtle answers of, I did this for you. And once God answers the prayer and we're happy and we're fulfilled and we're fat and sassy, we tend to then go, okay, now I'm off of my own. We tend to do our own thing. We tend to begin to focus on ourselves and at that moment sort of push 
God aside a little bit. Now, not always, hopefully, but probably enough times then we ought to really check ourselves on that. So think about these couple of things today. Number one, ask yourself this question. Do you truly believe that God can answer and will answer your prayers? Now, I know that some of you right now, in your head, say yes. But I also know, because I've been there at times in my life, that your heart may question it. Your heart may say, well, you know what? I, I, I believe it. I know the Bible tells me that, and people have told me that, and I grew up believing that, but right now, I don't see God's hand. I haven't felt God's presence. I begin to question, does God really care? Does God really love me? Does God ever answer prayer? And that might be you right now. All I can say is that most of us, well, at least a lot of us, I don't want to say most because maybe that's not the case, but a lot of us have been in that very spot in our lives. When we had to say, you know what, God, I, in my head, I know this, but in my heart, I, I just, I question because I don't see it. But I can promise you that the more you begin to look, to absorb those things around you, to observe those things around you, begin to purposely see how God is moving and recognize that even in your life that maybe isn't perfect right now, but look at those things that God has blessed you with even in the midst of the storm. And the more that you do that and you begin to thank him, the more your heart and your mind will align. And the more you will be convinced that God, yes, does indeed love you, care for you, and answers prayer. So that's the first thing I want to encourage you to do. Ask yourself that question realistically. Do I truly believe that God answers prayer? And if I do, number two, how am I responding? How am I honestly responding? to his mighty hand in my life. And could I be doing that better? <laughs> That's up to you. That's what you have to answer for yourself. So what do you think? Well, I appreciate you spending this time around table with me. I, I love having these chats and, you know, I love to kind of think and talk and, and dive into some things that sometimes are, you know, kind of neat to think about and hopefully sometimes will impact our spirits. And I hope that maybe this one has touched you in some way. Um, also, I just want to mention to you really quickly, and I'm, I'm trying to do this periodically because I, I'm really excited about the Bible study course that I have coming out in January. You can just get the digital course, and it's very affordable. And what it is is a digital study at your own pace, um, digital course on how to get to the original text message as best we can within context 
It's never going to be perfect for any of us, but we're going to try to get there. And then and only then we begin to apply it to our lives. So if that sounds of interest to you, and the reason I really want to do this so badly for folks is because I want you to be able to go to that Bible yourself and dig into it at your time and in your way and in your pace, but to be able to do that so that you can better discern what it means for yourself and become less dependent on other people telling you what it means. Because I truly believe that first-person spirituality is far more effective than something we've gotten from somebody else. Anyway, that's just coming up in January. You can find it, uh, show notes. You can also find it on my website, jakeethbrown.com. Till next time, I hope that you heal all your hurts, that you move those mountains with faith through Jesus Christ, and may he truly bless you today. Bye-bye, my friend. Take care.